It's April 22nd, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top story today, if there was any doubt about the goals of Russia in the second phase of the war, they're gone now. Today, the deputy commander of Russia's central military district, Rustam Minikayev, said Russia plans to take full control of the Donbass and southern Ukraine as part of the second phase of its military operation. This would effectively build a land bridge to Crimea from Russia, but it would also help them get to Moldova's pro-Russian breakaway region of Transnistria, which could be used as a launchpad for additional attacks against Kyiv. Minikayev went on to say that there is also evidence that the Russian-speaking population is being oppressed in Transnistria, which was the same fig-leaf excuse that they used to annex Crimea and stoke dissent in the Donbass. Six people died and 27 more sustained injuries after a fire broke out at a defense research facility in the northwestern Russian city of Tver on Thursday, authorities of the Tver region said. Regional military prosecutors are investigating the cause of the blaze. The state-run news agency, TASS, said early findings pointing to aging wiring as a contributing factor. A series of satellite images show what appears to be a growing mass grave site on the outskirts of Mariupol, the southern port city where Ukrainian officials say tens of thousands have been killed during a two-month siege by Russian forces. The last of Ukraine's remaining troops in Mariupol and more than 100 civilians remain in the Azovstal steel plant that is currently being blockaded by Russian forces. The Estonian and Latvian parliaments adopted statements on Thursday saying Russia had committed genocide in Ukraine and cited Russian atrocities in Mariupol as evidence. In an exclusive in the Wall Street Journal, French prosecutors issued international arrest warrants for Carlos Ghosn, as well as four individuals they say are linked to an auto dealer in Oman, alleging they helped the fallen auto titan funnel millions of euros from Renault SA, according to people familiar with the matter. Mr. Ghosn fled to Lebanon to avoid charges of financial wrongdoing in Japan, The latest arrest warrant won't fundamentally change Mr. Ghosn's personal situation. After fleeing Japan, he remains in Lebanon, where he is living as an international fugitive in a house that was purchased for him by the Japanese carmaker. Lebanon doesn't extradite its citizens, and Mr. Ghosn has citizenship in Lebanon, France, and Brazil. Talks between American and Cuban officials in Washington on Thursday focused on the implementation of bilateral migration accords and obstacles to fulfilling their goals, the State Department said in a statement, calling the meeting an example of constructive engagement with Cuba. No new measures were announced after the meeting. An Islamic State affiliate on Friday claimed a series of bombings a day earlier that targeted Afghanistan's minority Shiite Muslims while Pakistan issued a warning of IS threats in its eastern Punjab province. The deadliest of three bombings on Thursday in Afghanistan exploded in a Shiite mosque in northern Mazar-e-Sharif. Hospital officials say at least 12 people were killed and as many as 40 were hurt. Since sweeping to power last August, the Taliban have been battling the Islamic State affiliate ISK, which is proving to be 
an intractable security challenge for Afghanistan's religiously driven government. North Korea's state media said leader Kim Jong-un on Wednesday received a personal letter from outgoing South Korean President Moon Jae-in and replied on Thursday with his own letter appreciating Moon's peace efforts during his term. The Korean Central News Agency said Moon told Kim he would continue to campaign for Korean reunification even after he leaves office next month, basing his efforts on their joint declarations for peace issued after their summit meetings in 2018. An analyst at the South's private Sejong Institute said the North publicized the personal exchange with an aim to create division in South Korea ahead of a change in government. Israeli police in full riot gear stormed a sensitive Jerusalem holy site sacred to Jews and Muslims on Friday after Palestinian youths hurled stones at a gate where they were stationed. Palestinians and Israeli police have regularly clashed at the site over the last week at a time of heightened tensions following a string of deadly attacks inside Israel and arrest raids in the occupied West Bank. Three rockets have been fired from the Gaza Strip into Israel. In lighter news, one man's trash is another man's academic project. Professor Kang Dong Wan from Dong A University has been combing the beaches of South Korean border islands for North Korean trash. He's collected about 2,000 pieces of trash, ranging from snack bags, juice pouches, sweet wrappers, and drink bottles. Mundane details such as ingredient lists and production dates can show what North Korea is able to produce and import during the pandemic. That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. So go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune into our sister podcast on the DSR Network like Next in Foreign Policy and Deep State Radio. And tune into Secret Life of Cookies tomorrow, where Chris and I will be talking to Marissa Rothkoff. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>